0: With five seconds, he's gonna throw it. Howard leaps. He has it. Touchdown. Carolina back from the dead to tie the game with two seconds to go. Snap back, spot down. The kick is cleanly away. It is good. And Nick it's Hawker uh, with yes a sir. 54-yard field goal. And how about them Tar Heels? They do it. Here's Kupek. gives off to Amos. He's, Anus. He's Anus. Anus. good. He did it. And Leah! Jordan back to kick. It's blocked again. Picked up. It'll be a touchdown. Carolina for Bracey Walker. He blocks his second punt and scores his second touchdown of the season. It's 14 to 13. Mr. Jordan meets Mr. Walker. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side, Gio at the 35, Gio, he's at the 50, no he's not, yes he is, Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown, are you kidding me?
1: This is the Heel Tough Blog Podcast on Spreaker.com. Welcome into this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast, I'm Anthony Pagnotta. On this edition of the podcast, we sit down with Charlotte area radio co-host Travis T-Bone Hancock to talk about the impact that former North Carolina Tar Heels defensive end Julius Peppers had in his 17 year NFL career on the gridiron. Welcome in from the Mac attack here in Charlotte. My good buddy, uh, Travis T-Bone Hancock. Uh, How's it going today, T-Bone?
0: Hey, good. Thanks for having me. How are you
1: doing? Yeah, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Uh, I know you're not a guy that is used to talking a lot of Heel football, um, but (laughs) we're going to. Or basketball. There you go. But we're going to center this a little bit um, early on around, uh, you know, his career at at Carolina and then moving on to the NFL. You know, he had an outstanding um, college or college career, did uh, Julius Peppers. And then he ends up getting drafted uh, by the Carolina Panthers in the 2002 NFL draft. Um, with the number three pick. So, you know, when he, or number two pick, excuse me, when he was drafted that high, you know, what was the feeling around this area? Because I know you've been in and around Charlotte for a while now, and then, uh, of course, when you were in high school, you were up near the Greensboro area. So just in really the state of North Carolina, what was the thinking around the Panthers taking him that high?
0: Well, certainly a lot of hype. Not only a guy that went forward at North Carolina in two sports, but a guy from North Carolina. So we had seen him evolve from a high school phenom to a to a college football phenom. I wouldn't say a basketball phenom because he was he was he was pretty good, right? He wasn't great, right? But it was pretty cool that this freakish potential number one pick at the draft, were that high, could also play basketball. So there was a ton of excitement, and that was also at a time when there wasn't a lot of excitement for the Panthers whatsoever, right? That was the early two thousands. That was off the, the George Seifert years, so getting this freak show, I mean that in a good way, to uh, to stay home and play for the Panthers was certainly uh, a big deal. But apparently the other day, I don't know if you heard this one or not, John Fox, Steve Smith came out and said John Fox was against drafting Julius Peppers.
1: Wow, yeah, I had John not Fox, heard.
0: John Fox was on Team Quentin Jammer <laughs> back then. So uh, there was a disagreement, and thank gosh, uh, thank God, Foxy did not win the argument. Can you imagine that argument going on there? My
1: lord. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was uh, that. That would have been a bad day to have a bad day right there. Can you imagine Foxy's tonight?
0: angle where he says, "Hey." This guy's name is Jammer. He plays defensive back. And
1: it just got to be something stupid like that along the way. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, Quentin Jammer was a solid player, but he was not the once in a generational talent that Julius Peppers was. And in his first 10 years in Carolina, you know, this guy became one of the best pass rushers in the league. And I think this was where people really started to see just what he could bring to the table. You know, when you look at Julius Peppers, you know, is he a guy that really sort of evolved the position of defensive end over those first 10 years? in Carolina?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, how many guys ever have we seen with the size and speed and skill set of Julius Peppers? And sure enough, he still got ripped a bunch. (laughs) Because there was this whole thing that, that people thought he took plays off so long before we had Cam Hay or Cam Newton got or gets... Uh, ridiculed from just about everything a lot of people were down on julius peppers before he left for chicago because that philly took plays off never really saw that myself i thought the guy was phenomenal i don't think that you can expect a defensive end to get a sack on every play but his skill level was so high that if he dropped off for one or two plays people would notice and that's a credit to how good he was when he was really good right
1: right now you could, that they would say, why didn't Julius get two or three sacks today? Now, looking
0: back, it's ridiculous. But yeah, we've never seen a. You can go through the annals of NFL history how many guys have had the body and the speed and size that Peppers have had. It, I mean, it's very few, right?
1: Right. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Um, Yeah. His body style in particular was just a, a lot different. And you mentioned the basketball background. I think that was one of the biggest things with him was, you know, that that turned him into this freak athlete that. I, th- I thought one of the main things that he taught a lot of defensive ends was, hey, you know, even if you don't get to the quarterback and get a sack, get your hands up because it can create plays that, you know, can change games. I mean, he had plenty of game-changing interceptions as a defensive lineman. I mean, you know, 11 interceptions in his career, and that ranked second all-time amongst defensive linemen. So, I mean, that's that's one of the things that, you know, will always be remembered about him, and, and I think that everybody kind of, you know, says, look, that's where he's different from every other guy, but when, you you know, he ends up leaving uh, and going to Chicago for a six-year contract, you know, what was the reaction of Panther fans? Was it really anger towards him or anger towards the franchise, or really were they just kind of indifferent saying, hey, you know, we kind of knew this would come at some point?
0: I think it was was sort of indifferent and sort of anti-peppers because, Keep in mind, with a guy like Steve Smith, he was all over the radio. We knew Steve Smith. We knew his sound bites. We knew everything that he had going on. We knew his family's name, his family members' names. We didn't know much about Julius Peppers, did we? Peppers wasn't a media darling. He wasn't a guy that you saw a lot of. So if Smitty would have left the way Julius Peppers did, it would have been 100% sadness, people angry at the organization. But with Peppers, because we didn't know him, we just assumed it was all Peppers' fault in a money grab. And I, and I will give Julius Peppers credit for this. Uh, our show changed to the morning show, the Mac Attack WFNC changed to the morning show in February 2009. When we moved over in February 2009, I immediately tried to get Julius Peppers on the air because he doesn't do a lot. And I went through his agent, and I said, hey, he's got to come on the show. And that was during, like, a franchise tag year. I I don't think he was – that wasn't the year – 2009 wasn't when he left. It was the next year. I worked on Julius Peppers coming on our station for one full year. I tried every couple months to see if Peppers would do it. And then finally, the day after the Pro Bowl in February 2010, Peppers came on uh, our show. And I really feel like that interview there, because it went national, it went viral back then, because of just it was Peppers talking about his future and basically saying, I'm not coming back. It was a massive deal. And I think people were still trying to figure out if they liked the Mac attack in the mornings. We were placing a great show. People were questioning how good we were. And I felt that Pepper's interview back then really catapulted us to still be on the air today. I really truly feel like that that showed people, hey, these guys are the real deal. So I always give Julius credit for doing the interview. And he's come on this. He's only been on the station three times ever. All through with the Mac Pack.
1: Yeah, how about that? Yeah, for the sure. Day uh, after, you... The day after he came back, he played for the, the Bears and he, they beat the Panthers.
0: Uh, he came on, and then when he returned to Carolina. Last year, the the day that, a couple days after he signed. So, you know what? He doesn't talk a whole lot. uh, But when he did, it was important, and he was very important to the MAGA tech and WFNZ when he did speak.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he comes back, and you know, what? What was the reaction that you guys saw, maybe from the people on the phone lines and everything that first day when he came back, especially after that interview?
0: I talk about the one he came back in 2017.
1: Yeah, in in 2017.
0: Uh, he came back, and he came back a different guy right away. Not that – look, like I said, we didn't know Pepper, so we didn't know really what kind of person deep down he was. But you could just tell when he came on, he – people loved having him back. And Pepper stint one is so different from Pepper stint two. We didn't see Pepper stint one – the community service, the leadership, the man of the year type stuff. They may have been there. Don't get me wrong. We just didn't know about what was going on with him all the time. So to see him come back and, and, and to show us what kind of man he is off the field, leader on the field. He had a great year, too, his first year back, 11 sacks, whatever he had. But to see him – finish up here and, and basically say goodbye instead to and show us who he was i thought that was awesome man i'm so proud of him and, and last week when he puts out that retirement video for julius a man of few words to go out in his own powerful words was so fitting wasn't it a guy doesn't speak a lot right. was so eloquent in how he went out and I, I think the role of julius that
1: So, you know, when you look back on the careers of two Carolina guys that are, in my opinion, got to be two of the top pass rushers of all time. You know, we had a debate on the show last week, and, you know, it's still something that's going on a little bit between me and Josh. You know, he says that, believe it or not, being a Dallas Cowboy fan, he actually says Lawrence Taylor has a better overall career. You know, when I look at Julius Peppers, I think with the longevity, I think with the consistency, and I think also combining what I thought was a little bit more of an illustrious college career, you might give the edge to Julius Peppers. Do you think that there is an argument? Because you are a guy that— was you know a giant fan when you were younger, and is now here in the city of Charlotte and has been on Charlotte radio for a while now. So you know when you look at those two, how do you think those two stack up?
0: Both Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> it's not a knock on. It's not a knock on Peppers. I, I think when you talk about, well, I'm not. I'm not saying Peppers isn't a great player, but when Got you it. talk about, we do debates on the greatest football players ever on the show. The guys that come up are Jim Brown, uh, Tom Brady now does, of course, because of his resume, but Jim Brown, Tom Brady, Barry Sanders, just for for, for what he was, but there's so many other ones I could name, but the defensive player that comes up all the time is Lawrence Taylor. Right. And I just don't, for as great as Peppers was, I can't see us debating in the future Morris Taylor, Jim Brown, Tom Brady, Barry Sanders, Joe Montana, and Julius Peppers. I just don't put him into that category. I think that he has the ability to be one of those guys when he was on. But I just, I think that there's another tier defensively where. Tempers would fall into. Does that make any sense? I think Lawrence right. Taylor is so high on the list and that's not a knock on Tempers. It's almost like LT's at an un- not unattainable level, but he's at the all time, all time highest level.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's uh that's definitely a great opinion to have. I mean, you know, Lawrence Taylor's a guy that's been around uh, you know, I, I mean he's he's been in and around football for a while now, even I after he's gotten story.
0: out. I, mean, have, I saw a great story yeah. on the uh, Lawrence Taylor uh, I think it was uh, Lawrence Taylor. A football life was on NFL Network a few months ago. Right. And they, uh, the first practice with the, he's a Carolina guy, so it makes sense to talk about it. Right. Uh, they, they had Belichick on there, and they were, they were saying the first, uh, I believe it was a uh, mini camp or rookie camp or something with Lawrence Taylor's first year. Uh, Belichick said, "All right, LT, you're on the uh, you're on the third team." All right, and else and he goes, okay, yeah, that's fine. You know, I'm a rookie or whatever. I'll go here to the 13th. Then they pan back to Belichick now talking, and he goes, he lasted 30 minutes. <laughs> he was only on the third team for the first 30 minutes of minicamp, and he was on the first team within 30 minutes. Oh. So that, that, that shows you. <laughs> that shows you uh, the kind of player wants to.
1: Yeah, no, that, yeah, that's a fantastic story, and yeah, that was, you know, one of the things that, you know, was was brought up in the argument a little bit was, you know, can you imagine, actually Josh said, can you imagine if he had played under Belichick in this era, and I was like, well, he actually did play under Belichick, Um, but that is, yeah, that is a fantastic story, and look, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that Lawrence Taylor is the best player possibly to ever play the defensive side of the football. But, you know, from a pure pass rusher standpoint, I think there is a little bit of an argument, but, you know, that's something that, you know, we can definitely talk about further on down the line, um, probably towards when Julius Peppers gets in to the Hall of Fame, which should be in 2024 for sure. I would be very shocked. Um, I I would assume, as would you, if he does not get into the Hall of Fame immediately uh, when he is eligible. So we'll hopefully be seeing uh, Julius in Canton in two 2024 and uh, that will be a fantastic presentation he'll be the I believe fourth Tar Heel to go into the Hall of Fame, um, but I will have to look that up just to make sure. But uh, yeah, Boney, thanks for uh, stopping by, man. I know we're uh, both fighting through illnesses here. This is, uh, I saw you tweet out the analogy earlier that uh, it's like the Michael Jordan flu game. I don't think uh, one of his teammates was sick as well, but I think that's what we're doing here. We're uh, we're both sick, <laughs> but we're tag teaming to make it uh, to make it work, man. So, uh, look,
0: man, I don't, I don't like compared to Michael Jordan, although I'm the one that tweeted it out, so I guess I did compare myself
1: to Michael Jordan. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah, so uh yeah, guys, you can always listen to the Mac attack, six to ten AM on WFNZ right here in Charlotte. You can listen to my guy Bone right here. He does a great job running the board and doing production for the show. Uh, if you want to call into the show you can talk to my guy Preppy. He'll put you on the air with Mac, who is the host of the morning show right here uh, in the yeah, Charlotte area. All right. okay well, I, i've been friends with them for uh what is it now uh s- roughly 11 years and i still don't uh, trust them so yeah i will do man i will do and you watch that preppy fella too he's a little strange so no, he's
0: no, he's a horrible human being
1: so. yeah. all right bonnie we'll talk to you down the line man okay uh all
0: right man thank you very much
1: i appreciate it all right so that's going to do it for this edition of the Heel Tough Vlog Podcast. I want to thank T-Bone for stopping by and remind you that you can listen to him, Mac, and Preppy on the Mac Attack 6 to 10 a.m. on WFNZ in Charlotte or on the Radio.com app if you live anywhere else. As always, I'd like to encourage you guys to subscribe to the podcast on Spreaker, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, TuneIn.com, or the TuneIn app. Also, check out the blog, which is now on its own website, www.heeltoughblog.com. It will also have the podcast, and you can see all of the Carolina football offers as well as we turn towards the 2020 class. The blog will also have articles up breaking down the 2019 recruiting class. Also, you can check out the signing day thread if you want to go back and relive everything that happened. And there's a few other great things on there. You guys can subscribe to the website by just scrolling to the bottom. And hitting subscribe to the newsletter. Thank you guys for listening, and as always, go Tar Heels!